Hey there, and welcome back into the pickle jar is my friend Deborah from Australia. Now, Deborah has primary Addison's disease. She was diagnosed in 2021, and Deborah here is here today to share with us some more of her writings. Um, now, this one is probably one of my favorites. It's all about how she started exercising again after her diagnosis. Now, if you want to hear a little bit more about her journey, um, you can go back and listen to her our part one episode where she read us her writing on invisible illness. And I really recommend that you go back and check out that episode. So Deborah, thank you again for joining us here today. And before we get to your writing, um, I wanted, I wanted to ask you kind of what compelled you to start writing um, your thoughts and feelings about your journey with Addison's disease. Hi, Jill, and thank you for having me back. Um, I, I guess I love writing, and I'm a, I've been writing a journal for many years. But I was when it when it came to being diagnosed with Addison's, I I started to write because I couldn't make sense of what was going on in my life, and I had had this little vision of one day writing a book, and so I started making these you know, writings to to hopefully one day share my story and um, to help other people and give other people hope that, yeah, there is, <laughs> there, there is hope after being diagnosed with Addison's or adrenal insufficiency. No, I think that's amazing. And I mentioned in part one, just how much your writings have meant to me and how much they have validated my journey and how much I appreciate them. And I've been so excited to bring them you know, bring them out and have really honestly have the world hear them because we have over 60 countries listening now. And, um, and then, and this writing, and like I, I say, they, they just, they just touch a deep place in my soul um, because I can just, I can relate to them so much. And you have some very important messages in this one on exercise that I hope, you know, people that are, you know, newly diagnosed or struggling with their illness, you really need to, I think, listen to her words and take them to heart and use these to fuel your progress, to fuel the path that you are on so you can start making those steps. Um, so Deborah, thank you again. And whenever you're ready, okay. it's all yours. Thank you. Um, the, today's writing was it's about exercise and it was inspired by a quote that um, was posted on social media by one of my friends. I'll read you the quote. Exercising is a blessing, not a chore. I work out because I am grateful that I physically can. And coming from someone who has exercised her entire life and then, you know, being diagnosed with Addison's and not being able to exercise was a, a change for me that um, was very difficult. So I'll read um, you my writing about this. This quote posted by a friend resonated with me because I had gone from someone who had trained nearly every day for over 40 years to not being able to walk without becoming breathless. Exercise is my happy place. It provides me with joy. To have it taken from my life along with all I knew as normal was cruel, so I was determined to reclaim it back. After 10 months of feeling unwell, four adrenal crisis events, and a downhill mental and physical spiral, I was diagnosed with Addison's. Addison, and Addison's is a complex health condition that impacts the endocrine system. 
the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis and one I would be learning a lot about. Addison requires lifelong hormone replacement steroids, which I commenced in September. My doctor recommended two 10-minute walks each day. I found this impossible. I, I could hardly walk around my house. My muscles had atrophied. I'd lost seven kilos in weight because I couldn't eat. My body had no protein or essential elements such as calcium, magnesium or zinc. I had to rebuild my body to gain strength even before considering the idea of exercise. But I was determined to start again. First, it was rebuilding my body. I took magnesium, zinc, calcium, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin B to replace all the essentials my body had lost. I planned my meals. I could finally eat, so I increased protein. I ate five times a day and included protein in each meal and snack. I increased fats and ate carbohydrates that were healthier options for my body. I stopped alcohol as I needed my liver to process my medication. I stopped drinking coffee as coffee impacts negatively with cortisol. That was for me. Once I had rebuilt my body, I could start to exercise. I slowly gained weight, and even though my muscles would cramp when I used them, they would um, they would only become worse if I didn't. So that was my goal. My morning dose of cortisol steroid is the maximum dose I take for the day. The morning is when our body naturally produces the most cortisol. The other doses are spaced out according to our or according to my circadian rhythm when the body's cortisol fluctuates and wanes. So this was when I would exercise using the maximum replacement cortisol my body would be given. The best time was within an hour or two of taking my first steroid dose. Based on the more, based on this morning, um, sorry, based on this mornings were my replacement cortisol would provide my body with the energy it needed to get me through exercise. The downside of this would be it would also deplete my body of the replacement cortisol I had provided, so I had to manage this. I decided the best way to proceed to exercise was to start as if I hadn't exercised at all. I would start from the beginning. At first, I began with exercises that I could do sitting on the floor. I chose Kundalini Yoga as it was all about the breath. I would sit on the floor and breathe through the exercises. Even the simple act of breathing would make me busy, but I persevered. I moved from Kundalini to a gentle flow yoga using my body to move at a gentle pace. I managed 10 minutes of gentle yoga flow and increased this to 30 minutes across a period. Once I reached 30 minutes without feeling unwell, I moved to vinyasa yoga using my body weight. I started again with 10 minutes, working my way up through 20 minutes and then 30 minutes, building my muscles and body strength. I was feeling mentally and physically great at getting this far. All the exercises were on the floor, so they weren't taxing. It was time to test a 10-minute strength training, training routine. I managed this well and moved on to a 20-minute and then a 30-minute session, all based on using my body weight only. However, I had, I had to time my training, always within an hour or two of taking my morning dose of steroid. Since Addison's affects electrolyte balance, sodium and potassium, I used electrolyte drinks before, during and after my workout. My body craved these drinks and I found they helped a lot. 
I use them when I walk in the heat for only a short time as they replenish the electrolytes and ease the symptoms I experience. I have days when my body does not want to work out, partly due to the replacement steroid not taking effect or depletion from the day before. In this instance, I either don't exercise or I updose. Um, so I take the additional steroids to replace the loss I experience from training. So three months later, I'm using light hand weights and I have progressed to using five kilos. Um, I train each day for 30 minutes and alternate between strength and weight training and yoga and walking. I have regained one area of my life that makes me happy and gives me joy and also provides me with a healthier lifestyle to manage my compromised immune system that is a side effect from Addison's disease. Oh, thank you so much, Deborah. I just, you know what, for the very short period of time that took you to read that, there are so many, I think, that can be life-changing things for people that are listening. Um, I just want to touch on some of them um, before we kind of get to um, some other points that I want to go back on. But, you know, you, you, you start your reading by saying how, you know, you couldn't walk without becoming out of breath. So that is a sign of how, you know, what your body went through before diagnosis, how sick you still were, you were mm -hmm. still in the recovery process. And I love that you use the words cruel, because I think that's often something when we go through something like this, we're human. We, we feel like this is cruel. Why are we going through this? And mm -hmm. um, it's a very true emotion that many of us experience. And then you follow it with the word, I was determined. Okay, this is cruel, <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm coming back. <laughs> right? It's not going to beat me. <laughs> right, which, which is amazing. We need that determination and that drive um, to kind of you use the word reclaim as well to reclaim our lives back but we also need to do it with love and you realize you need to do that with love you acknowledge um, that you needed to listen to your body that you you took an honest look at what your body had been through the muscles had atrophied you were um, you know I talked to someone the other day and, and we both used the word you know you kind of felt like you were a sh you feel like you're a shell of the person that you were mm -hmm. Right. And you yeah. recognize that, that all these things had gone on in your body for your body to fight what it had to go through. You were depleted. Your body was tapped out and to ask it to exercise was going to be too much. It was going mm -hmm. to be too much to ask. And it wasn't going to get to get you back to your happy place. Right. So, and that you had to start to rebuild your body and you did that first through, through nutrition. Right. Mm -hmm. And then once you yeah. did that, you knew, you listen to your body, you started to rebuild it. You started to gain weight. You, you I'm assuming you probably start to feel better. Lifestyle mm, tasks absolutely. were starting to come a little bit easier, right? Your everyday living was yeah. probably coming a little bit more normal. Yeah. The, the more I built my body up in terms of nutrition and, and food and, and the, all those nutrients that I had lost, um, the more I could exercise, the more I could progress. The more so, you could move. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I love that you, I think in a very important message here, oh, I think there's, there's like so many, it's crazy. Um, you decided you had to start exercising like you had never exercised at all, even though you had this expectation of where you wanted to be, where you were all of your life. Like you said, you exercised all of your life, but you had mm -hmm. to take a step back and say, you know what, I'm, I'm starting from the beginning and, if, and I'm going to get there slowly you had to listen to your body. You're still experiencing symptoms. We still experience, we're going to experience symptoms for the rest of our lives that are parallel to our diagnosis. And 
you learned how to work with them to get what you wanted. And that was timing. It was the electrolytes. It was the nutrition, right? And it was just the gentle progression, right? Yeah. And one thing I probably didn't add was patience. It, it was being patient with my body. Yeah. And, and that, that was hard. But yeah, that's a really important message. Yeah, no, I think exactly. You were patient. And like I said, you just, and you know, that's kind of what I mean by, you know, you gave your body love, you gave your body that acceptance yeah. just to let it guide itself to heal, right? You're letting your body okay. heal and, and listening to what your body needed, right? Absolutely. Um, well, I am just so glad that you shared this with us. Now, I know now this was written back in February of 2022. So almost a year and a half ago. So how, um, looking back and reflecting on this writing now, um, what kind of things kind of stand out to you? Well, <laughs> how far I have progressed. Um, I've now, go, I go to the gym three to four times each week and I'm, I'm lifting weight, heavy, heavy weights. I'm, I'm the, you know, 61, nearly 62-year-old woman in the gym with all these young people, like, you know, pushing these heavy weights and it makes me really happy to know that I've got to this point. Um, and I still look after my body. So one thing that hasn't changed from that writing is nutritionally making sure that I'm putting the good things in my body to to assist it along with steroids. Yep to fuel everything that I need to do. Um, if, if I go to the gym and try and lift heavy weights and, you know, it's not timed correctly with my, my steroid dose or eating, I I can't, you know, I know I can't do it. So, um, yeah, I look back and think not being able to even walk. My doctor said, do 10 minutes, morning and afternoon. I couldn't do, I couldn't do a few minutes. So, the strength I have now and the what my body is doing now um, from then uh, has, is amazing. And I'm so thankful and so grateful that I'm at this place. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to people sorry, have listened to part one, um, the invisible illness story, where you give a little bit about your story, you know, just to remind you, like, yeah, you were just diagnosed in 2021. Like that's a very short time ago and you've made an amazing accomplishment in a very short period of time with your, with your physical body. Very inspiring. Thank you. I'm, I'm, as you mentioned, well, I'm determined and I wasn't going to let it beat me, but I think one of the biggest secrets that um, I, I can share with the understanding is understanding my body and understanding my symptoms. And I think if that's one thing that I can, uh, we, we're all different. We all have different symptoms. And once we understand that once we get the right steroid for our body, yeah. then we can go on this journey. Um, yeah. And I think that's something since you've written this article that has changed for you, right? You found a better steroid dose for you, which has propelled you even further in this exercise journey, re rebuilding your strength back. Yeah. Not only the steroid, but a medical team and a, a doc, a, someone who understands me and someone who's with me along the journey and, and helps me and and helps me be experimental i mean this is not just a set and forget right. um drug <laughs> like we just 
can't take three pills a day and it miraculously works. So being able to be flexible and having having that medical professional along the journey with you mm-hmm. has helped a lot. Now, did you have anyone nutritionally support you, give you advice or anything like that? Or is that something that you did solely on your own? Um, I haven't, but it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I saw my endocrinologist yesterday and we are talking about I'd like to now see a, see a nutritionist um, and I'd love someone who who specialises with Addison's disease, but I'm yet to find that person um, just to enable me to ensure that I'm doing the right thing for my body. Right. Um, instinctively, I've always um, been very mindful of knowing what to put in my body, but um, I think to have that added help would be great. And, you know, and I think this is such an important message that we can be empowered in this illness by taking control of those things. And, and like you said, like, you know, the journey is just, it's, it's a continuous journey. And we all went through diagnosis. We all went through those. We know what those symptoms were telling us. Those symptoms were screaming at us that something was desperately wrong with us Mm -hmm. and trying to communicate, trying to get help. And, you know, the communications just changed now. Um, you know, like you said, you, you know, if you want to exercise, you exercise in the morning and you time it through that, that dose and, and everything kind of falls into place as, as best as it can. And when we, you know, we got to take our ego out of it and not mm-hmm. give us, we got to find what works for us and just work with it yeah. and go and do it that way. Yeah. And then walk away from it. Don't let your illness define you. And, you know, I just say, if this is when I have to exercise, then this is what I'm going to go and I'm going to do it. And then I'm going on with my day, right? Don't, I try not, I've, I've, and I've done this because I've fallen down many times in the last 12 years with this illness, because I was that this is cruel. And I was determined low cortisol or not, I was going to push through and I was going to do it no matter what. And I've burned myself more than enough times. And, but that's also part of the journey. And I'm starting to embrace that now. And and know that every time I've, I've fallen, I've, I've learned more about myself and it's just made me stronger to get back up. So. Yeah, I absolutely can relate to that. I finished my work yesterday. I came home. I had every plan to take my dogs for a walk and, and my body said, no, you're not doing that. You, you, you're, you've had four really big days. You were not doing it. You were laying down, you were resting and I listened. Yeah. And as and as a result, I feel better today. So. No, exactly. And I think we recover that much faster and um, we can really, I think in the long run, get more accomplished then because your body's just going to get stronger. You're not depleting your body anymore. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely true. Yep. All right. Well, thank you again, Deborah, for joining us here in the pickle jar. I so appreciate your friendship and um, you sharing with us, because like I said, the, um, the points that you drove home today, I think are going to be life-changing for some people to, you know, not only to give them some guidance on how they can start moving again, but, but realizing that it's okay to take rest days. It's okay to listen to your body. It's, it's okay to be, you know, starting from the beginning again, right? It's okay. It's okay. So, so thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we finish this episode? No, I just want to thank you again for having me and and allowing me to share my story. And I hope that it resonates with someone and, and it gives them some sense of hope.
no, I completely think it will. And like I said, I mentioned earlier, make sure you want to hear a little bit more about Deborah's journey. You can go back and listen to part one um, where she reads her writing called Invisible Illness. Thank you again, Deborah. And until next time, Thank you. please be well, my pickles. <laughs>